0: Hello and welcome to the home for anime. I am your host, GPC, great podcaster Callie, and I would like to formally invite you into the tea room. And wow, I have two people already sitting in here waiting for me. Hey guys, how's it going? Drew, Ryan, how are you? Hello. Ryan's
1: giving me the nastiest look. I feel <laughs> uncomfortable. I'm just saying the way that your podcast is now, I don't I don't feel safe. Sorry to say. <laughs> let this white boy in i'm just kidding. i've got the, i've got the rbf
0: i'm gonna have to cut all of that oh my god guys what why
2: uh he'll never have us on the podcast again
0: oh okay i might have to leave it in there just for that
1: <laughs> now nah, i'm just playing with you you know ryan you know i love you man you're cool oh man it's all love in here
0: so guys, I oh my god, what the... This is supposed to be a calming... Series. It is, I can't joke
1: like this with anyone else.
0: Yes, but this goes out into the Stage. public.
1: It's alright, they'll find it charming. Okay.
0: Any, anyway. So, guys, today I thought that we could talk about licorice tea for... A very interesting 10-episode anime. And the reason that I chose Licorice Tea is because... Licorice itself is a bit of a divisive treat. You know, either you love it or you hate it. Sometimes both in the same person. Like, yeah, I love this, but I also kind of hate it. And... It's so cool because licorice root tea actually has a lot of health benefits like helping with digestion. It also has anti-inflammatory properties to help with inflammation in the body. So that's that's nice.
1: I mean, I think when it comes to licorice, it's either you love it or you hate it. (laughs) And um, I don't know. I don't think I've had that much licorice in my life, um, but I don't hate it. But I don't seek it out. Right. I don't know what that says about me. Maybe I'm indecisive.
2: I feel the same way, though. I've never tried it in a drink. I think that'd be interesting, and I'd be I'll definitely be
1: down for that.
2: Yeah, I'm down to try almost anything, and that would be that would be interesting to try outside of solid form because I've only ever had it in like the candy. Yeah, solid form.
0: You know, it actually also wards off colds. Like, it's mm. been used in Chinese herbal medicine for a long time, and it has cold-fighting uh, benefits. And in that oh. same vein, it also boosts immune systems, and it Dang. soothes upset stomachs. So, Ryan, recently you and I talked about uh, ginger tea Yes. and how that can cause a bit of an upset in the stomach if you have too much, but... <laughs> This this would be a nice little contrast.
1: Yeah, how much do we know about licorice tea? Do, do the properties stack up? So like
0: kind of. I mean, like it's like a like a all for one type thing because it's also good for your teeth, mm, like good. like oral hygiene and stuff. And it also helps to soothe sore throats.
1: Oh man, I could have used
0: that about a month ago. Yeah, when you talk into a microphone as much as I do, that would be very helpful.
1: (laughs) You sound like you're about to lead into a sponsorship.
0: (laughs) What's up, gamers? G
1: Fuel licorice tea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, licorice tea, I mean, it's really good for you. Um, Licorice itself, very divisive. And like I was saying, I think that's kind of how we all feel about the show that we're about to talk about, Cyberpunk mm. Edge Runners. Which it's surprising for me to talk about like an actual show the year it comes out. So, <laughs> like I realize I don't do that very often.
1: Back in the ninety early aughts, in no time. So.
0: <laughs> God, wow! Yeah, I, I should probably fix that, or maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Wow. <laughs> So guys, Cyberpunk Edge Runners was
1: um Wow. Are we going full spoilers? Because I feel like it's hard to talk about why this show is so hard to like yeah. chew on if if you don't talk about the you know, spoilers. And like yeah. even in the opening, it kind of gives away what's what the end game is, right? Right.
0: Yeah, totally fine. Yeah, we can go into the spoilers.
1: Sweet. All right, cool. <laughs> So, yeah, when David betrays everyone and turns them all in, that, was real, that really messed me up, dude.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. And then he turned, in, he turned to the dark side. You know? He
1: became Adam Smasher. Wow, what a <laughs> twist.
0: Yeah, and then he became Darth David. Darth David.
2: I think we're mixing oh, up sweet. some ideas here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, no, Cyberpunk Edge Runners is actually in the same universe of the, I was going to say hit video game, but let's face it, it wasn't. Cyberpunk mm. 2077. Oh, my God,
1: can we talk about just how, like, the same thing with Arcane. It's like it gaslit people into thinking these games are good because yeah. they have a good show. Don't. Yes. Don't play them. <laughs> Take care of yourself. Drink some licorice tea. Don't play those games. But if you find enjoyment out of it, that that's great. But, you know, we've been getting some, like, amazing uh, video game adaptations, which historically mm. has never really been the case. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a, Yeah. Um But my understanding is that the work itself, Cyberpunk 2077, comes from, uh, I forget his name is Mike Ponsner or something.
0: Yeah, Mike Ponsmith.
1: Ponsmith, that's what it was. You want to talk about that?
0: Yeah, so um, this is from the people who made Cyberpunk 2077 and CD Projekt Red. Um, The Cyberpunk universe was created by Mike Ponsmith and... Apparently this anime serves as a prequel to the game taking place a year before Cyberpunk 2077, I believe. And yes, yeah, this is it has a lot of cool voice cast, um but another reason why I chose Licorice Tea is because this is a very energetic show and yeah. Licorice Tea yeah. promotes energy and oh my god
1: <laughs> yeah, got the Santa Vista strain. Yes, Is that a thing there are like strains for licorice.
0: I mean, I have no idea. I, I don't know. We gotta look at Twizzlers, I guess. Call no them clue. <laughs> a,
1: I guess if things start slowing down after you ingest too much licorice, you better better call a professional. One hundred percent,
0: a licorice expert. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: But to talk about cyberpunk edge runners. It is. It revolves around this kid named David who he basically lost his mom in this uh, drive-by shooting, and he decides to be something called an edge runner, which they like steal stuff. I guess like they do odd jobs.
1: They do the dirty work, right?
0: Yeah, they they pick up. Yeah, they pick up a few tabs here. Yeah, they're like mercs. Yes. So it was, it was really. All right. I'm just going to say it. This, this show made it, it really spiraled for me. About a few <laughs> episodes. And <in>. the reason <sighs> that I chose licorice tea is because trigger. How
1: twisted is.
0: Trigger, I'm so is...
2: <laughs> that was a pretty, that was reaching, but Hey,
0: I mean, Hey, trigger hey, is well, fucking. Mm, I did not mean to curse. <laughs>
1: I don't, I, curse curse the the the, I don't curse in the show. I don't
0: curse in the tea room. Um, <laughs> Trigger is known for being an eccentric studio. So I was like, okay, energy and, like, again, the divisive nature of cyberpunk edge runners for me and Ryan, and as I understand you as well, Drew. Um, but yeah, like, this, before anything else, is it feels like the ultimate culmination of everything. That Trigger has worked on in its time as, you know, Trigger and as part of Gynax because this is probably the best looking Trigger show slash movie that they have made thus far. Even though I'm more partial to Little Witch Academia, I can't I cannot deny how much of a technical marvel this show is.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it feels like it's ripping my eyeballs and plucking them back in for me <laughs> have yeah, you' seen
0: and we see some uh we see some eyeballs we see a lot of eyeballs. Mm-hmm.
2: oh yeah, oh, true yes, plenty of ejected eyeballs
1: yeah, I, I like what you said about this feels like a culmination of everything they've worked on, but also it feels like um given their stance on like or how they've often show their protagonists in most of their works, um this also feels like a bit of subversion or an attempt to. Like I'm just going to say what it is. It tries to be a tragedy,
0: and Mm -hmm. there
1: are very much like tragic elements in terms of the genre, but I don't know. I feel like it doesn't come to a good end. I I feel like a lot of this ends up feeling a lot more down than what it was trying to achieve, and we can get into that because I feel like that's where a lot of my conflicted feelings lie.
2: Right.
0: It just didn't feel very compelling to me. I mean, if, no. I'm, if I'm being perfectly honest, this I, was I feel this like was that. eye candy.
1: I don't know, because I can't say I didn't care for the characters, because and and like this sentiment is shared online too. Um, one of my so I looked up some reviews for the show afterwards. And some like one of the weirdest places I was looking at Google reviews because I'm just like I just want to see some reviews that are just kind of out there, just just out there. And I stumbled upon one where someone was saying something to the effect of. I really enjoyed this until the end. Uh, people are too scared to make happy endings nowadays. And I'm like, mm. what?
2: <laughs>
1: mm. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I, I, I guess it's like, to me, it shows how people relate to art and a lot of, I don't know, you look at cyberpunk, the genre, the aesthetics with it, and a lot of times on the surface it looks really bright, really cool, a lot of neon, a lot of trench coat. Right. A lot of noir, a lot of, a lot of very chill, laid back, which it's not. Yeah. Right? And I think people try to escape to it and end up mad or upset or confused. You know, it's, it's not a genre with a lot of happy endings. And this is a, a prime example of that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what you end up with is a show that's incredibly nihilistic that doesn't want to admit that. So when I say it's a failed tragedy, in my sense, I I, I think it's not um, grappling with what a tragedy actually incurs. Because in a lot of ways, you know, people can read into this differently. I see this as uh, somewhat of a retelling of Icarus, right? Kid, great wings, flew too too close to the sun. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, Santa Vista being, and, and all the... Uh, what was it called? The chrome extensions? <laughs> chrome extension. All the like modifications and body are becoming less what chrome you are.
2: extensions
1: <laughs> And eventually just cru- being crushed by the weight of it all. Like
2: right. Like there's power, a lot of intelligence.
1: Exactly, right? I mean the whole deal with Lucy not talking to him for the longest time, mm-hmm. which felt a little weird to me, but in the sense of like this is a this is a tragedy, I, I understand because she knows if she tells him that this corporation that's really fixed on him wants him to Take a part of this experiment and test out this new, like, suit or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it would kill him,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: It would kill him. And through, I, I really like Lucy's character. Like, sorry, we're all over the place, but I can't say that the show isn't compelling to me because, like, characters like Lucy, I really, uh, I really enjoyed for the most part, mainly because, uh, her and David really mirror each other in terms of like where they come from and where they end up and what they try to protect. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, there's a lot there, because I know we talked a little bit beforehand, just kind of initial reactions, and you mentioned that the part with, like, the training montage or the episode where they just kind of trained and like he becomes closer <laughs> yeah. to Lucy felt like a little out of place or maybe different than the other episodes, and what I find so compelling about that episode is the fact that you're seeing him actually, like, grow attached to these characters, which mm-hmm. beforehand... He never really had. I'm talking about David, of course. Mm-hmm. No one in his school really cared about him. He didn't flesh off. He was an outcast. Uh, his mother, although she did a lot for him financially and mm-hmm. in terms of status, you know, she really tried her heart out. There wasn't a big connection there. And I feel like his reaction to her death was very detached. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And speaking of someone who's lost a parent, I found that weird and strange, right? Especially after he grows so close to Maine later on, and that death leaves him a lot more uh, shell-shocked and just poor little kid traumatized. I don't know. There's a lot here, right? Yeah. There's a lot here, and it feels weird to say that, for as compelling as it is, it left me in an unsatisfied state. I'm fine being uh, kicked and chewed and thrown away. But with a lot of these kinds of stories, it's like, you know, what, what was the point, right? You show me the complete opaqueness and arbitrary nature of the world. And I'm supposed to be happy.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: Mm. I'm sorry. I, it was, that's a lot, but that's just how I feel.
2: Yeah. That breaks it down.
0: <laughs> yeah, it really does. I mean, I, I get, I get what you're saying. I really do. I just, it, it didn't move me. Like I liked the characters I did that. That's not the part that wasn't compelling to me. It was the story itself. And I know that you need characters to tell a story usually, but like the cogs just didn't fit with what, with the narrative. I feel like, I mean, this could have easily been like some oceans type film, you know, oceans 11, Mm -hmm. 12, uh, whatever they are. And it could have just been them doing heists, and then David having that personal growth, having that relationship, and then something else happening. But the execution itself was a bit messy, I think. Mm-hmm. And part of that is because the people over at Trigger did the screenplay, but they had to work it around the story that the people over at CD Project read, or whoever Pondsmith had hired to work on the story did so the people over at trigger had to work with their story and make a screenplay out of that to the point where there are characters that <clears throat> excuse me there were characters that trigger wanted to keep in or that they wanted to include that they actually had to fight cb project red on uh like yeah ma-
1: like, i saw that story come out and then there was a other conflicting story that said like no nah, it was it was pretty chill they were just like can you take this person out they're like no nah. they're like okay cool <laughs> so, did, was there like an actual like I, tension between that
0: i saw a few videos and i had a conversation with some dude who's like really into anime and he was like He's like, this is what it is. And I'm like, I trust you more than most people about this type of thing. So if you say so. But like the the voice actress, the English voice actress for Rebecca actually went on a did you know anime video and was like, Uh. this is what happened. It was like, I almost didn't have a job. Oh really? (laughs) And honestly, I could not imagine that show without Rebecca. She was easily the most fun part of this show yes and for something that is all about fights and you know again like for me eye candy to have the lolly be the best part of the show like you know what what's what's going on here Come mm-hmm. on CV project red <laughs> give, give trigger more wiggle room
1: but That's they weird because I feel like happy. the constraint. I feel like the constraints help them. In all honesty, um, I feel like knowing what the story and genre often are, or what it is, I, I feel like uh, Trigger had to tell a different story, and I, I, I think they were. I'm talking about an entity as like it's a single person. Mm-hmm. I think they were up for the challenge, and they showed a lot of promise. Mm-hmm. So moving forward, I'm interested to see what comes from them next. But you know interested
2: see i feel like i have lower standards <laughs> look look and i drinking licorice tea and no, i'm just kidding look I, i'll explain so i don't i haven't seen nearly as many anime as either I haven't watched
1: your animes you know.
2: <laughs> but i also think that i'm very easy to please as a person when it comes to many things not just tv like food and everything we can get into that that is some other time but I really enjoyed it. The main thing, and maybe this is a little bit nitpicky. I don't know if you guys picked up on it. The main thing that I have qualms with is when some sort of action scene would take place where an impact would happen, whether it was like cars crashing together or someone would like fall off a cliff and to their untimely death or something like that. They would show that scene, you know, the two or three frames of the impact from different angles many times almost too many times Mm, and that like action movie trope i was like don't put that here and stop using it so much
1: (laughs) and then they would really they would show the build-up to certain action scenes like i think after the time skip where um where we're introduced to how david's been how he's modified his body up to that point Mm -hmm. and he like kicks this guy like gets behind him and shoots him now i don't think he kicks and you have like I want to say like a 20 second wind up to that. And then what Ryan just said in and you just see him get his brains blown out (laughs) (laughs) from a Sunday. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that, that is definitely, I, I, I gotta say, I wasn't even paying attention to that. I kind of zoned out after a little bit with with this show. I mean, that, that happens very rarely, Mm -hmm. but I was, I was waiting for the action and surely the action because, I mean, I I, I absorbed the story to the best of my ability, but it just it didn't it, it didn't work for me a hundred percent of the time. But like waiting for that action, maybe it's because I was anticipating it that I just kind of took it for what it was. It's yeah, it's like the opposite of how I feel about um about the Chainsaw Man anime, where I am. Actively waiting for fights to be over so that I can get to the plot. In this show, I'm waiting for the plot to be over so I can get to the fight scenes. And like Mappa does a great Mm -hmm. job with their animation and their fight scenes. They've really improved on Chainsaw Man. But like Trigger, Trigger is easily the best studio when it comes to, I want to say the word dynamism. I don't know if that's correct. Like their dynamic movements that they can make with just like a single frame, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. So I really come to trigger for that aspect. So I understand what you're saying. I just feel like um, getting to see that action in play is, it's really great, which, you know, goes back to my point that Drew was kind enough to agree with me on that this is like a culmination of what trigger has come to between its time at Guyanax and then its growth into of course 2022
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i've seen um a few clips where the in-house seniors or the, the people that have been with trigger for the longest leading like workshops and seminars on some of their younger talent and just kind of sharing, I don't want to say like secrets, but like, you know, the talent, the the, the perspective and the approach to the way that they, they, they built their studio, uh, the aesthetic they built their studio on and seeing that kind of nurturing is really inspiring. And it makes sense why, you know, they keep growing at the rate that they are mm-hmm. in terms of like what they're putting out and what they're making, right?
0: And actually, the main reason that I wanted Ryan to join us for this episode is, if I'm not mistaken, Trigger is actually your favorite studio, correct?
2: Of all time,
0: yes.
2: (laughs) Of all time. I haven't seen all of their works, but, um, you know, Promare stands on the top of our, well, I don't know if your list has changed, but Promare has stayed on the top of my list for a very long time. Dang! (laughs) I like Promare.
0: Yeah, Promare is a lot of fun. Um, but i don't
2: know
0: <laughs> yeah like g kids <laughs> actually sent that like a few months before it released in theaters and we watched it then and then we actually went to the movies to go see it because it was so. <laughs> I, watched it,
1: I, I was watching it in theater
0: that was it one was of the amazing. most amazing experience oh my
1: god i see I, I finished watching that movie on my like 40 inch or whatever tv and i'm like i wish i was in a in the theater right now, this this feels it feels like it would benefit so much more. Um, it's so good! It was. I nuts. have the
2: soundtrack. Cameron bought oh. me the soundtrack. It's in my car. <laughs> I forgot it's about nuts.
0: that. Yeah, I felt so dumb because uh, maybe it was a year later, maybe less. The soundtrack actually came out on Spotify, but, but hey CDs hey. have hey. better quality anyway. Yes, so. CDs yeah. are
2: always better.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say you got it. You can yes. hold it in your hand; it's tangible.
0: Yeah, it's nice.
1: You can smell <laughs> it. Throw it? Don't throw it. But <laughs> never you do it, You <laughs> won't. It's an option.
0: It is indeed an option. But yeah, the energy, the energy of this of this show is unmatched by, I would say, any of triggers other shows.
2: <clears throat>
0: mm-hmm. Any of triggers other shows, even though there are times where. I think the the mood brings it down because I mean you know uh, Drew you and I we have our gripes about uh, Kill a Kill, Um,
1: yeah, and it's still probably one of my favorites from them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean the over the top absurdity of it, (laughs) the over the top absurdity of Promare. That's like that's just. That's just them, and
2: they nail it. Yeah, they do it really
1: well. All I know is that most, like, like Kill or Kill, something I watched in high school, and I probably wouldn't have had um, as much love for it as I do now. Had I watched it when I was younger, Mm. Um, I feel like some poor high schooler is gonna watch Edge Runners and go into like a depressive episode and not really understand why. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. just like they don't make—they're too scared to make happy endings nowadays, man.
2: oh no just have lasting effects on the youth <laughs> nah.
0: one thing though that was really cool about edge runners the world itself was very uh, immersive mm-hmm. I mean yeah. the fact that they had their own slang and whatnot yeah like Chum and chrome and all that yeah.
1: the good old vernacular
0: yeah yeah I thought that was pretty neat. Even though, like, when you when you watch it in the um, Japanese dub, you, if you don't speak Japanese, you don't really like pick up on the certain things, like like with Urusei Atsura, I know I'm jumping around a lot, but this is just uh, like like the verbal tick kind of thing. Like, if you watch Urusei Atsura, um Lum has this thing where after a lot of her sentences. She adds the word "cha" to it, and that's basically how you know it's Lum talking. But with this one, I was like, okay, you know, as an English speaker, I see the slang on the screen, um, but of course, I'm not probably going to get the full, the full bang for my buck for it. Also, Netflix subs were kind of bad in some places.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then there was that one scene that had Ryan and I dying, laughing <laughs> like we were screaming. Oh. oh no! David just straight up says, "I'm built different."
1: <laughs>
0: Literally, I was... or,
1: or like well, he meets like an untimely fate. That's pretty common, apparently. So maybe he's right. not built that differently. No. Yeah. It just kind I of. Think he just... a of special thing. Yeah. Was... your addiction better.
2: Yeah. He was his tolerance was high, you know, compared to some, but he still met the same fate and was probably just overconfident.
1: Yeah. How'd you feel about the um, I forget the name of the breakdowns themselves, but uh, they, the, in, in the in the world, they cyber psychosis. Yeah. Cyber psychosis induced by too mm. many bodily modifications, kind of like losing yourself. Um, mm. But there's also the aspect of like it's. Kind of an addiction. Mm -hmm. and i feel like this is the part where i feel a little uneasy on how it handles some of it but at the same time it's like it's a work of fiction so what what harm can it do but um it just feels like at that point it's just a breaking point for a lot of people and i wish we got a bit more variety on how it affected people but at the same time it's like it's whatever
0: yeah the way that they handled addiction and like honestly i I would have been very interested to see what it would have been like to have somebody kind of go backwards because they would say like you need to get some of these bodily modifications taken off. and I would I was just curious yeah, as to awesome. what withdrawal would be like in that yeah in that setting because <clears throat> and I'm I'm sorry to bring this up to anybody who um, has read it and if you haven't read it, then I would prefer you didn't. But um have either of you ever heard of Metamorphosis?
2: Uh no.
1: The
0: Kafka? No, the, the um the Dojin by Shindoel.
1: Oh no. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's very sad, but it also deals with addiction in a very realistic way, I feel mm-hmm. like. I mean the the entire thing is like it's straight up sad porn like, the entire thing. Um, but I found the depiction of of uh, the character's drug use and then, like, what she would do to get the drugs that she ended up needing to be very realistic just based off of, you know, certain interactions that I've had and things that have been experienced. But with this one... It was more of a like keep going, keep going, and I'm going to do this to feel good to keep going, but not like a, I am regressing and this is what I feel like I must do to keep going. Right. Yeah. So I
1: I don't know what the end game is for the video game, like the actual fiction, the the, 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 the what plans they had for that. But what I the sense that I got from I don't know how to explain this. So there's the corporation. Well, there's like three that are like constantly at each other's necks, but also kind of helping each other, but also subterfuge. I don't know. There's like a collective uh, attempt to do something larger than life, larger than human. And, I, and you can see that through their, like, I forget the corporation's name, but th- they have like a keen uh, obsession with David. And what his body could allow him to do. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Was it Militech? Militech, Atlas, Altus, I don't know. Arasaka? Something like that. Um, But there was uh, Tanaka, the the corporate stooge, Mm -hmm. whatever. Like the way he spoke to David about like what they're trying to do and like Mm -hmm. how he can help with that. It was almost like in terms of like reverence and divinity, like they were trying to create something right uh divine right and if you look in through the lens of this as like a traditional tragedy with a, you know a, a tragic hero with like a fatal flaw the hubris mm-hmm. it makes sense you know david lacks that self-awareness that um a lot of well a lot of more dramatic uh stories tend to have right
2: it makes like you wonder
1: you go sorry
2: it it makes you wonder if they had come straight to him and just said hey we have this new tech and we want you to be the guinea pig for this, I think you would say yes.
1: Oh, yeah. 100%. I mean, oh, he absolutely. takes it at the end. He takes it at the end, right? Yeah. Um. Although it's for different reasons so he can protect Lucy. But, right. Um, yeah, but I think irony they didn't there.
2: exactly need to trick him into it. They could have.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess the the, the intent changed. You know, he still mm. would have done it, right? Yeah. Had he known, or... Had he had that self awareness, he would have saw that it would have led to self destruction. Mm-hmm. He would have looked at Maine's death a lot differently. Yeah, um, he would have seen it. He, it would have reflected his own end as uh, if he continued with it, which he does, unfortunately. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, in terms of a traditional tragedy, it seems that there is an objective fate that is that always wins out against the subjective actions of a of a hero and i feel like as uh, cyberpunk is a savage genre that doesn't really leave room for a lot of uh, a lot of talk of like gods and divinity it's a lot of it is a result of our own actions yeah. like it's it's human uh, but it sounds like they were trying to create a godly experience through flesh, or not flesh through machines mm-hmm. and uh no one can really you know can't you no don't can really go through with that without going mad
2: yeah consequences
0: Gee whiz. Um, well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say it, titties. <laughs> yeah? The
2: elephant in the room.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, the the elephant in the room, titties. There were <laughs> a lot of titties in this show. I was not expecting that from Trigger. <laughs> No, really. I, I I mean, I,
1: well, you say titties, but like nipple, sex—that's yeah. what you're referring to. Yeah, well, yeah. They're pretty. They're pretty. They're pretty happy with their titties, and yeah, you know, a lot of their anime, like you don't, you don't have to force them into anything. They're willing. They're willing to jump.
0: No, yeah, yeah. I just, I wasn't expecting like the full on. Like I don't Trigger. think I've ever gotten yeah. that from Trigger before. So I was like, wait a minute, where am I? Yeah. It like, was very much like where <laughs> growing am I up right together. Now? Yeah.
2: Isn't full body nudity very prevalent in the game as well? Isn't I it? wonder yeah. if that had anything to do with it. Yeah,
1: yeah it, it, I'm like 100% sure that's the reason.
0: How much does Cyberpunk 2077 cost again?
1: <laughs> it might be on sale, bro. I don't know. Bro, that was a um, launch date. It was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. No other game has ever had, that had a refund, although that was a result of a lot of blowback. Mm
2: hmm. Yeah, th- I think the game having those elements in it probably had a lot to do with it being in the show.
0: Yeah. yeah. I also just like want to meet Keanu Reeves in any way I possibly can. Like, Why didn't they That'd put Keanu great. Reeves in the anime? I
1: don't know. I mean, they probably would have to pay him for <laughs> hey, some. a that. lot
2: of money. A lot it's of like, money.
0: Hey, guys, I'm here.
2: <laughs> I mean, He's if, busy he, with, uh, if he Don shows with up in Moore. a
0: SpongeBob movie, he could show up in an anime
2: this Fair. is a good point
0: yeah. he's so wholesome he probably would have done it for like a reduced rate <laughs> but overall brand overall yeah cyberpunk edge runners um very visually appealing very energetic you know very divisive licorice tea um it all it all plays in together I know you guys said I was reaching but that's that was how my my winding mind worked when I was picking this.
2: Oh, no, I wasn't saying you were reaching with the licorice. I meant the... the... Andrew made a joke about the twist.
1: Oh. <laughs> he said the
2: story went into a spiral, and he the said, the yeah, spiral
1: of
0: the, the Twizzers twist. Oh, I mm-hmm. thought you were talking about me. I was like, oh, like, wow. Oh, like this, no. I was like, this episode like is almost pointless, because because well, I mean, said it's, that. I something
1: that... <laughs> Would be, I don't know.
2: No, I'm meaning Twizzlers, Twizzler Spirals.
0: Oh, yeah, no, no, but yeah, it was a very, very intentional bad joke on my end. Okay, <laughs> uh, speaking of spirals, I'm just going to throw this out there. Um, Uzumaki is still not out, it might come out next year. The anime adaptation, oh, Jinji Ito. yeah, Jinji Ito's, um, Uzumaki that Adult Swim is supposed to be producing, also. Ryan, you'll enjoy this, and I'm Mm -hmm. like this is kind of like a tea room, but it's also like a hangout session because I've never had like two people on with me at the same time. But they're speaking of spirals. Um, I know one of your favorite horror films is Hereditary. Yes, the guy who did the music for Hereditary is doing the music for Uzumaki, the anime.
1: Wait, when does it come out?
0: Um, well it was supposed to come out you know, know. last year or this year, but it was supposed about to it come out, out
1: this year for Halloween, but yeah. if they're pushing it back, that's fine. I I could be wrong on that, but I think when I first saw the trailer for it back in like December twenty twenty one or something like that. It was they were aiming oh. for like a spooky season. Yeah, and that didn't happen.
2: And oh um, man, well I hope they don't wait till October of this year or this coming year.
1: Yeah, true horror fans watch it all year
0: long. Oh, absolutely. With the lights
1: on under the covers like me. Yes.
0: And, like I've never been more scared by a book than I was when I wrote Uzumaki. A, a classmate of mine lended it to me. Lended it? Well, a classmate of mine lent it to me um, just on a whim. I was like, hey, what? what is this? Do you have it? Because she had a Junji Ito tattoo. Um, not of Junji Ito, but of um, it was either Tomie or Uzumaki. And she's like, yeah, I have Uzumaki book if you want to read it. I read it in, I think, a day. And I think it's over either 600 or 800 pages.
1: Whoa. It's
0: like I did my homework <laughs> and then I just stayed up until maybe 4 or 5 a.m. reading it and then I Wow. I, I did not go to sleep for I think two days. Was, and I was 23. I was I was very scared.
1: Have you read Sensor?
0: I have not. I read Tomie recently, though. Uh,
1: Sensor's the only this is the only thing i
0: i know i've experienced with uh ito I, it's
1: a big gap in my
0: library to be h totally fine i mean Junjito is a very well renowned horror mangaka um so like you, you know his work his work isn't going anywhere and he's still working today um also he is like unexpectedly wholesome <laughs> Junji Ito yeah. is one of the most adorable people on the planet.
1: Yeah, I like that meme of uh, putting uh, Miyazaki and Ito together where it's like their aesthetics are very different. Miyazaki bright, Junji Ito dark, but their personalities are the <laughs> inverse. Junji Ito is really wholesome and Miyazaki is just like <laughs>
0: <laughs> everything. Yeah, <he's> very, <laughs> he, I've heard very unpleasant things, but that's okay. Yeah, you know, is not mistake. my favorite.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is that the documentary where he says, uh, where Miyazaki says, like, something tunes up, like, anime was a mistake or takus were a mistake. <laughs> it's like uh, cut with uh, him uh, obsessing over his, like, model planes and giving, like, info dumps on it and, like,
0: playing with it. So, yeah. <laughs> so so, so like the plain otaku has a problem with anime nice
1: Mm. (laughs) i mean when you're in long as he he's been yeah
0: he's like he's like in his 80s he he's probably like i can say whatever i want (laughs) (laughs) and And to be fair that
1: obsession helped make the wind
0: rises which is one of my favorites so well it didn't help (laughs) make only yesterday which is my favorite
1: (laughs) (laughs) what's your favorite ghibli me yeah
2: Probably Spirited Away. There we go. <laughs> it's It's got to be that one. I know it's probably like the most common
1: answer, but... It's one of the best movies ever made, in my, it, my, my opinion.
2: It's awesome. I loved it.
1: Everyone is saying silent. Awesome. Cool. All right, moving on. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, we've talked about this at length, Drew. You know how I feel about Spirited Away. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, man. Well... um, yeah, th- this this basically went from a tea room to a hangout session. I'm just going to label it as both. Uh, Look, we're done
1: with our tea. We're just chatting afterwards. Yeah, we're just know.
0: having like our our after tea conversation. We're we're having <laughs> we're some just trying to get us to get out. Now.
2: We had a lot to catch up on.
0: Yeah, for right. sure. We we haven't all been together. I mean, we're not like together together, but we haven't all been like speaking to each other since uh, my birthday. when We mm-hmm. went to the anime convention. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry for putting you guys on the spot on air, but I am going to. You guys want to go to Animazement 2023?
1: If possible, yeah. Yeah, does it take
2: place like during the same time of the year?
0: Yep, yep. The Memorial Day weekend. That'd be dope. Okay. Yeah, all right. So, Animazement 2023, here we come. We'll be there. Yeah, we'll be there. And then maybe like a year or two, have my own panel.
2: Oh, yeah. Dude, that'd be Awesome. That'd,
0: That'd be, be so fun. I would just be wearing like it would be hot as blazes, but I'll be wearing my sugar bubba's uh sweatshirt.
1: <laughs> It'll be great. There'll be a line of all the cyberpunk edge runners, yeah, yeah with, 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 their, with their baskets push of push. tomatoes. <laughs> and I have to tomatoes. slide in the back and say, I'm not affiliated with this. Uh, <laughs> they don't know stand. what you look like
0: anyway. It's <laughs> fine.
2: <laughs> we don't know this guy.
1: We have name tags. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All you have to oh, do is all you have to do is put like two yeah. extra words to the word Drew and you'll be fine. We're not going to use words? them. We're what not... words? No, I said the two dunks? extra letters. Two extra letters. Okay. <laughs> to make it just make you completely invisible. Uh, Drewer. <laughs> oh no, my plan.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just like a bunch of like naked people with pitchforks and. Uh, <laughs> Why like, are they naked? Because they're naked in cyberpunk hedge funders.
2: Everybody's naked. They wouldn't cyberpunk.
1: be allowed in, or do they get naked in the lobby? But is how many people are we talking about? Because if it's a few people getting naked, they're going to get escorted out.
2: The I, convention center is like they're uncontrollable at this point. There's too many of them.
1: It was like oh, is it like a like, like the purge, where it's instead of like masking up and all crime legal, it's like they all get naked and <laughs> stop, stop I don't, don't want to continue this.
0: It's fine. They're cosplaying. the Twenty twenty three
1: canceled.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, yeah, I'm excited because we had a lot of fun, um, mm-hmm. and you know, we'll we'll subtract some people and we'll add some people, so it'll actually be fun this time. Like really fun. Get some body modification. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Get our Sandys on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both of my
2: our... eyeballs will be robotic. I need it
0: to get point. through everything. Jesus, so much stuff there. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff, and I talked to someone who said that that was essentially baby's first convention, and that there wasn't a lot to do there and I said, "All right, look, sister, me and my friends like we're we're in our we're in our mid twenties and we we already like fart when we get out of bed, <laughs> <laughs> like we don't <laughs> spring up out of bed anymore like we we crawl, mhm, yeah." So, like, by day two, guys, we, we were so tired. I mean, we went yeah. to one or two panels. We got some food. And you guys were like, what do you want to do next, Cameron? And I said, we're going home.
2: Let's go home.
0: Yeah. I want to go, go. <laughs> <laughs> And we did. And then we went back out later. But, oh, my gosh. Yeah. the t- Conventions are tiresome. Never knew. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and we weren't even cosplaying imagine no. having to manage the makeup and props
0: oh. and and it rained yeah. so hard but i got to meet um tiffany grant oh yeah that was, that neat. was amazing that was a highlight for me She was so sweet i am got to hang up that shirt that she signed for me i should have had her sign the shoe the more i think about it yeah hmm.
1: I, luckily she signed my uh poster um. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a pleasant surprise because I didn't. I didn't. You sent the itinerary. You sent like plans and stuff. You're like, we'll do this and this. And you probably messaged somewhere that she was there. I don't remember. I was just surprised when I got there, and you were like, "Oh yeah, Tiffany Grant's here." I'm like, "What?" I just <laughs>
0: randomly bumped into her, and I was like, "I was like, are you Tiffany Grant?" She's like, "Yep." I was like, "Can you sign my shirt?" She's like, "Of course, dear." <laughs> and then like you tell me that she signed yours. Um, oh yeah she called me an idiot it was great yeah like she was just so nice to me
1: she didn't call me she wrote sorry she 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 wrote idiot on the thing
0: <laughs> She was just like here you good. go sweetie and like she answered my question about a like a blu-ray that i was trying to find she's like i would give you like mine but i only have the one i'm so sorry i used to have two but like if i had the other one i would definitely mail it to you and i'm like you're so sweet
2: yeah she was super nice
0: and patient. Oh my goodness! I, yes. Like I
1: lined up pretty early on just to, to, uh, get that signature and talk to her. Um, there were a few people in front of me with like uh, two crates worth of things to sign. Oh my um, I think there's a lot of different things, but they had to stop themselves after like the third or fourth mm-hmm. item. That is, I couldn't imagine. Yeah. Then someone like rolled out like a tapestry or something with like it, it was aged. It was like uh, uh, images of all the characters. It was really cool because, like, they've had it for a while, but you can tell that um, they, they took good care of it. And they had signatures from the other cast members on there. And it Whoa. was really cool because
0: Tiffany Graham was like,
1: oh, this person signed it and this person signed it. Oh, that's so cool. And huh. a, lot of,
0: a lot of warmth there. I mean, she's a very warm person. So, but that's... For sure. So, oh, our call ins in 10 minutes. So guys, so guys, do you have anything else you want to talk about um, for the tea room turned hangout session? Yeah,
1: I actually want to go through Shakespeare's uh, <laughs> tragedies and tell which ones are and which ones aren't. It's
0: really fast. Macbeth is the only one. I'm just. fine. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, I just thought about it. What if, um, what if Hideaki Anno had directed, um, any of Shakespeare's works?
1: That'd be crazy. Um, that would actually be pretty, pretty apt because all of those are like meta plays and spend a lot of time on the nature of what is, well, those are like what is theater and how characters, but like, yeah, you'd
0: be pretty apt at that. Yeah, I think that would And he had a
1: laser beam somewhere, so I'd be down. <laughs>
0: yeah, and then he would make another, he would have another iconic um, OP made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bunch of Dutch people and stuff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Classical
1: not to be
0: rah, kaiju battles. Just like <laughs> Baca Maidenless um <laughs> Macbeth.
1: <Right.
0: laughs> oh the Coens came out. Oh, I think Joel Cohen.
1: <laughs> One of the Cohen brothers did like a Macbeth. I think with yeah,
0: Denzel with Washington. I yeah. I need to watch that. I was thinking about it. I guess I did that come out this year or last year? One or the other. Mm, fair. All right. I walked into that one. <laughs> um, I'm, no, no, you didn't wind anything. I just didn't. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> so we have nine minutes left in this call. So let's talk about One Piece. All uh, right. So here's <laughs> my theory. So we're on
1: Egghead Island. No, I'm just kidding.
0: The One Piece is real. All right, guys. This has been great. Thanks family. for joining me. <laughs> Take your Santa Vista off. You'll get it back <gasps> for you, Wayne. And you're dead. <laughs> and I am dead. I am dead. This is the last episode of the Home for Anime. Oh. Oh, I take over now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have an agreement. If I die, uh, Drew takes over for the... Yeah,
1: it's going to be an audio-only <laughs> Funko Pop unboxing <laughs> episode. It's going to start off with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. going to start off with Iron Man. But talk about Iron Man. 2008, Iron Man came out from Marvel Studios. On
2: too audio only Funko Papa <laughs>
1: did I'm still, like stuck on criticisms? I'm still stuck on I'm that. sorry are you innovating in the <laughs> audio field of podcasting
2: well my my it's mind has been
1: stagnant for a while
2: <laughs> my I mind need a, immediately I need a went, brain life I, I only went to like ASMR my brain was like yes just the sounds of boxes being opened <laughs>
0: oh my god ASMR
1: the only tragedy I, is people not seeing my vision dude
0: there is this one uh, ASMR and this is the last thing I'm going to say because like, we are running out of time um, yeah, there is okay, one about um, it was like ASMR uh, your girlfriend talks to you oh. about how much she cares about you <laughs> and I listened to that one night like years ago and I was just crying oh no have you watched Blade Runner no okay
1: you should watch the blade runner uh the one uh blade runner 2047 something like it's the one with ryan gosling in it oh but that's this is going to be our cyberpunk asmr vtubers (laughs) telling us they love us while we're getting pumped for every
0: for everything we're worth (laughs) (laughs) all right so y'all thank you so much for joining me i really i i've never had two people on the show with me at the same time so this was this is a bit of an experiment but you you guys made it so easy and fun and i really appreciate you both um, yeah ryan's a good buffer
1: i would have snapped by now
0: <laughs> you're not, not kidding, kidding. our, our not
1: episodes kidding. are so long
0: yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> um so if you, i i know that drew you don't like your social media out there um if you ever find drew like anywhere like just just wave at him don't bother him but no nah, just nicest, give me a head now. he is the nicest person to be around oh so. thank you um so you don't, don't don't follow drew on any social media but if you or already, follow me in drew, real life yeah or follow no. him in real life <laughs> like a baby duck and if you want to follow ryan you can do so on instagram and twitter at no idea did i get that correctly that's the one. All right. That's know as in knowing, dot i as in eyeball, dot deer as in deer in headlights. That's right. Okay. And if you want to follow me, you can do so on Instagram at animealphagot. You can follow me on Twitter at our anime home, even though Twitter's a bust at this point, let's face it. Or you can email me recommendations at OurAnimeHome at gmail.com. And if you want to support what I'm doing, then please consider donating to the Patreon for $5 a month. You can join the Discord server, and you can get access to a monthly patron-exclusive episode. The Discord server is finally starting to bump up a little bit. We've got some really nice people coming in and having some really nice conversations. So I would love to see more people there and just have more conversation, more discourse about um, anime, manga, and music that we're listening to, recommendations for the show, stuff like that. So, yeah, that that's all I got. Thank you all for listening, and thank you both again, my best opendo and my best friend, for joining me. And with that, um, we are out.
1: I wanted to say something about the moon, but I feel.